Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 522 of the JV Club with my boy of summer, the great, great video Dave. Dave and I met on the Joko Cruise, and I am such a fan of his and just loved our conversation. I know that you will also love this boy of summer if you are not already familiar with his work. Please do so. Become so. You will have opportunities in the description with a link. And of course, during one of my favorite parts of the podcast, what I lovingly dubbed the vamp session of the mash. So check it out. I hope everyone's doing well. I will be at Contropolis in New Jersey this upcoming weekend. If you're listening to this, that means it is this upcoming Saturday and Sunday, July 8th and 9th. And after that, I will be in Providence, Rhode Island the last weekend of July. And I can't believe I have so many dates. I feel like a stand-up comedian over here. What is the deep? Nope. Nope. Enjoy the episode. Have you always been a maker? Have you always uh, worked with your hands? And like, is that what you've done with free time? Like when you were younger too? Not necessarily. I mean, I guess I always made paper planes and drew things. And I mean, we used to make some nunchucks as a kid, but I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't think that was like one of my defining characteristics of being a, like not being a maker, like where now yeah. I do think I am one, but no, it's not something I've always been doing. It's just, it started more recently with the sewing and yeah and make most of my making was digital it was music and a lot of computer which is art. still making yeah. big time yeah uh let's go back to the nunchucks for a second i do need some more information <laughs> on that <laughs> there was there was a period when i think back on it and i like it makes me laugh i think i was selling open mic for some reason at some point it came up but i was like yeah me and my brother used to make nunchucks and bring them to school and sell them i was like oh man we would <laughs> sell them yeah but like it 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 was just it was capitalism. It wasn't like weapons uh -huh. or trying to start fights or starting a secret sure. nunchuck gang. It was just like, oh, we figured out how to make nunchucks and we bragged about it. And the other kids were like, I want nunchucks, and we were like, oh yeah, we can do this. What were you making them out of? Dollar store uh, brooms and chains. <laughs> like my father yeah. just had chains around. My father was a mechanic, a welder. He fixed things. He made things. Like his real job was doing that, and then he did it all around the house and for all the family and friends and people in the neighborhood, like he made their back porches and the, their iron fences oh, for their front yard. I want to be that person. Yeah. I would love to be that person. So like finding chains was no big deal. Like, oh yeah, we could find some chain in the backyard, cut a piece of it. He's sure. never going to miss that. And he's already got nails, all kind of nails. We go to the Dallas store, buy some broomsticks. Got some nunchucks, baby. 100%. And I will say, I don't, when you said that, in no time did I really think of it in terms of you selling weapons. Like, nunchucks are a perfect example of, like, things that kids think are cool, but no one's, no one, no one can use those. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're not trained in nunchucks. It's not like you were, like, we're like, and then we started welding, like, really sharp knives, and right. then we were selling sharp knives. Like, yeah, no, that would have been ridiculous. Very different. That's a crazy idea. Very different. Yeah, I would, at that age, I'd be like, that's crazy. <laughs> Help me out with these nunchucks. <laughs> nice. Get out of here. That being said, the idea of being like the the person who's hammering swords and hot <laughs> metal like in a renaissance situation is that's I guess that's kind of been imbued with coolness from certain movies and stuff like. Yeah, that would have been a whole different level of coolness. Like, yeah, 
what we were doing we didn't see cool in any kind of way like that it was just like very <laughs> like oh yeah i figured out how to make nunchucks all right that's cool and then like uh -huh. <laughs> tell the kids about it and they're like i want a pair like oh let's get yeah. paid we sold them like some uh comic book cards I, this just since it came up like my brother has now made his own comic book cards right like this is one of his that for example we yeah! we would get marvel ones and we would have cut him That's out great. and yeah taking wax from at the time my brother had braces taking some wax put it back there and then put him back on top of it like 3d oh, so we did that oh, with like our marvel so cards good. we'd sell those to the kids at school too yeah okay <laughs> let's i gotta put this in context where is it that your uh dad is helping build uh folks their porches and stuff mm -hmm. and that you guys are selling nunchucks where is all this happening, this is like, happening especially when you're a teenager in chicago this is all always yeah. in chicago um like chicago right, proper or right in the uh, middle outside right in the middle yeah hard of it baby yeah people say what side and it's like hard to answer like very close to um chicago stadium united center which yeah when yeah. they announce it they're like on the west side of chicago but if you're from chicago you're like that's not the uh -huh. west side like the west side uh -huh. is where you actually go west <laughs> so we're like pretty yeah. central uh, cool right in the middle yeah all right. Okay. Um, okay. So nunchucks, the making the cards. <laughs> I love. I mean, yeah. This is all like you definitely. I feel like you misrepresented yourself entirely when you said that you were not making stuff when you were younger. I guess, I, but now it's like now that you're asking, I'm like, yeah, I guess we were making stuff, but that's not how. Yeah. I, yeah. That was you put a, a different face on it because you were younger and it was like, uh, you know, under different circumstances and stuff. But I mean, your dad was doing it too. It feels like that's kind of in. That's yeah, but you know your, what? I didn't get it. Or it's in your, yeah. I didn't get it at the time. I didn't understand. And like now, yeah. if I read something or I see something, and it's like, oh, welding is art. And I'm like, oh wow, it really is. And now I get it. But back then, yeah. I didn't. I didn't see him as. I didn't know he was working. I thought he was hanging out. Like, yeah, that guy loves yeah. being in the garage. He loves being in the basement. You know, it's his favorite. yeah, absolutely. That's his favorite thing. I was just talking about that with someone, um, just about like the way that we assign. And when I say we, I mean like a certain, I guess a certain uh, echelon of people, the way we assign artistic value to certain skills, even though like there's a lot of kind of quote unquote blue collar skills that are absolutely artisanal and like so important, like you can, it's hard to lay tile, dude. Like that's art. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like we don't like to say that. We don't like to be like, that's a craftsperson. We like to be like, that's a laborer. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much happening there. And like, if they decide to cut it a certain way, then it's like, then it's a mosaic and it's beautiful. But if they just, hundred percent, if they just make it square, it's just labor. And if they just make it the most yeah. perfect squares you've ever seen and not one is misplaced, yeah. you're like you don't see yeah. the art there. You don't see That's it. just as expected. It's not yeah. like, wow, that takes a tremendous skill and like a certain, uh, yeah. Us, that, 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 I mean, to me, that's art, but. But I, yeah, I didn't really see it as tough. art back then. And I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even see my dad as like back there making stuff. I don't know. Like, yeah, was, I hear you. He was back there working on cars back there. Oh, yeah. He's making a fence for somebody. And then it's only now when I'm like literally when I go home to Chicago and I see a fence that my father made and I'm like, you know, it's like well up like, holy shit, this guy yeah. made this fence. Absolutely. So, OK, so and I love I love the uh, I love the market sensibility of um, listen, we can sell these things. Let's see what happens, because I definitely did not have much to offer by way of things to sell at school, but I 100% consumed 
things that were sold at school. Did you bring in. stuff to school? You never brought things no, from home? Like, Look, I I I'm this. trying to think if I ever, yeah, I'm trying to think if I ever really did that. And I don't think I did. I remember spending a lot of lunch money on Mexican candy because that was a high value product that was sold in, at my school. Um, Which was we, where? Our school was in the Barrio in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Um, and there were lots of little bodegas and stuff around the way that had like, so all the candy I grew up with, I've talked about this before, was like, you know, chili, lemon, <laughs> tamarind, Sour and salt. Like that was not, there was nothing sweet happening really. There was hardly anything sweet happening. And that, that has continued on in terms of like where my sweet tooth is. I'm like, yeah, give me that like hot, sweet, salty kind of. See, I'm like, I don't like that kind of stuff. I wouldn't have liked that, but maybe that would be my jam if I would have grown up around there. Maybe that's maybe what if love. you were buying daily buying a saladito, which is like a dried plump, like a prune, a prune that's been coated in like chili powder and salt, <sighs> and then just stuck into half a lemon. That does <laughs> and then not, you just eat that does not sound the lemon. You eat all of it. Like you end up eating to the peel of the wow. lemon. Like oh, I just ate half a lemon. That was my. I guess that's that was my snack. You know, I've never tried it. Very it doesn't, sour. It doesn't yeah. sound delicious inside my head, but I'm, yeah. there has to be something to it. You know. It's not like kids love yeah. yucky stuff. That's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. Like, when does that? When does taste? When does taste just kind of what you're used to, or what is cool, or is there really a genuine like? No, I really like for whatever for whatever reason. I, that was my jam, and I could still I could still do that. I feel like it would upset my stomach now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would upset my stomach. Um, what was your high school like in uh, in Chicago? Were you going to a public school? As no, I was? no, I, no. I went to two different high schools. I never set foot. I never saw the inside of a public school until okay. like a few years into college when I was visiting okay. my friend's nephew or something like. I'm so sheltered from public schools. Um, uh-huh. I went to two different high schools in Chicago. Um, the first one, the name of it was Archbishop Quigley Preparatory Seminary. Oh, my, you know what you got there in that name. You know exactly what you got there yeah, in that name. My mom Quigley. was into that. And it wasn't a sleepover. Yeah. Like, I stayed at home. But yeah, she, somewhere in her mind, would have been happy if I would be a priest right now. That would uh-huh. that would make... That would, <laughs> oh, no. That was up her alley, and she sent me okay. to the school for it. Okay, all right. So true believer. Uh, you know she is. Yeah, she is. No, there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. I only ask that because there are also p- parents who are like, eh, not so much with the religion, but like the quality of education. Oh yeah, I you know I understand to be better, and that's like enough alone. And no, you know, surely the to, quality to of edu- education was very important to them. Like my parents were all about education, and that's you know big value in my family, but. Uh, yeah, true believer. Definitely. My, I mean, yeah. she still goes. She's very, very into it. You know, most conversations yeah. involve letting me know that it's because I'm not praying that <laughs> X, oh, Y, Z, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, it's because yeah. you're not praying that. Yeah. Like, how's things? How's it's work? Ha- yeah. Mm, you know, if you'd pray. Yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> Yeah, I definitely got that some from my, not my dad's side of the family, but my mom's side of the family. And I do feel like I have more compassion for like proselytizing for that reason, because at least I sort of saw up close like, okay, well, in some cases, it really is just coming from a place where someone genuinely feels like this works for them Mm -hmm. and it genuinely does work for them. And why wouldn't you want to share that? Why wouldn't you want the people you care about to have that same experience and to feel, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't always have to be 
because I also have this cynicism of like just the conversion, like the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Get more members yeah. for the numbers. So when when it's a person I care about who I know cares about me and they're still kind of pushing it on me, I also am like, you know, well, I know you love me and I know this works for you. Therefore, that equation equals why should what you're worried. You genuinely are worried about me for not doing it. And I can respect that, you know? I can I can also. And sometimes I question, like, does this work for you? Like, I'm not seeing it really well, working. Fair but maybe, maybe fair you know, it is working for them, I suppose, in that, in that way. But certainly a sincere. Like, I can give my family that much. Like, both sides of the family, even different concentrations on where they, like, different uh-huh. denominations and stuff. Like, some... You know, all kind of things I could complain about and laugh about, but I could I could give it up for most of them. Like, oh, you know, it's sincerity. Even the yeah. ones that are closer to my age where it surprises me a little bit, like some of my family who's as religious as they are. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, you really and they're sincere. So I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Did your brother go to the same schools as you? And uh-uh. when you went to two different ones, why did you go to two different ones? Well, we all went to the same grade school. My brother, my two sisters, we all and, and some cousins, we all kind of went to the same schools. But uh, it was like we are all in the same grade school. And then at a certain point, we switched grade schools to one that was closer to the house after like a certain level had graduated. Then like the next level, we all went to a different grade school. And then the high school. My brother went to one high school. He went to an all-boys high school, Catholic high school. And my si- older okay. sister went to an all-girls Catholic high school. And my mom sent me to the seminary high school. And then I just wasn't invited back my second year. My grades weren't very good. <laughs> like, that's okay. what that's what the letter said. Like, you are not being invited back. Like, my grades were not good at all. Um, uh-huh. They had put out this questionnaire once about your interest level in becoming a priest and i like i wrote zero <laughs> like uh-huh. it didn't say number it was like tell us about your interest in becoming a priest and my answer was zero <laughs> there was space for like a paragraph <laughs> good for you yeah you know and um don't string them along yeah <laughs> get out of here guys uh-huh. and uh they just didn't invite me back so then i had to go to a different school and it was uh this other school called saint benedict's that was a little bit further away and it was like a school that kids there were like certain tiers of the catholic schools and it was like oh you know if if you things aren't going well in your school you kind of go to saint ben's if you get kicked out of a school then you go to saint greg's and i don't know if any oh, of that was okay. true but that's All what, right at saint greg's they probably said the same shit about saint ben's but that's uh-huh. what we thought <laughs> It's like, oh, so I got like in on one of the lower tiers of the high school. Yeah. Like, oh, you're just making it or you're going to have to go to public school. Like these things got that it. the adults would say and shit. And uh, St. Ben's it. was much better, though. It was co-ed school, a oh, little cool. bit farther away from the house. But like St. Holy Name, I mean, uh, Quigley was literally across the street from John Hancock. Like you step out the door and you look up and you're looking at John Hancock Tower. And like right there by the lake. Very strange place to be in high school, especially when you're Hmm. not like rich, you know, it's like weird. And uh, yeah, St. Ben's was like a more regular school, kind of. And I liked it much better. And then my younger sister ended up going to St. Ben's, even though we were never there at the same time. My cousins ended up coming to St. Ben's. So me and him were in class together. Nice. One of my friends from grade school ended up going there. So it was good. That high school part was fun. I played some sports there. Few, okay, okay. Yeah. Could you were there sports at uh Quigley? I can there, only remember Quigley. <laughs> <laughs> Quigs. There were. And I, I was on cross country at the Quigs. 
Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I joined the cross country team and it was like a weekend, two weeks in, like we're running every day forever. And I'm like, all right, so when do we start running fast? And they're like, no, that's track. <laughs> like, no, this is a <laughs> different <country>. sport. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm like, what are you going to be a quitter? Like the coach is shaming me. He was a nice uh-huh. guy, actually. I really, in hindsight, I really liked the coach, but he was kind of, yeah. are you going to be a quitter? And I'm like, ah, no. So I stayed on yeah. the cross country team and I hated it and had basketball oh, shoes. I, I didn't never. even have running shoes. It was, it was I horrible. could never. Yeah. I had the attention span to be a, a, a like 50 yard dash yeah. uh, runner. Yeah, and that's I was what pretty I... good at it in grade school. And then I was like, I like theater and dance. Oh, I never. Um, I wish I would have done theater in high school. I didn't try it. It was right there and I never gave it a shot. Well, I was, I I was mean, trying. Was there some, yeah. I was doing, I wanted to be on the sports teams and I was like trying and. I got cut sophomore year, and I got cut junior year, and senior year I finally made it. What uh, What do you get cut from? Basketball was that basketball. Cra- oh for basketball? That's yeah. what you say. Yeah, basketball shoes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Freshman year, my parents wouldn't let me try out for basketball. Like I did cross country, and then they were like, "No, you yeah. can't. You can't try out for basketball." And why did? And why was that? Um, too, too, I mean, it wasn't too football, much. so it's not like it's too violent. But it's it's too much. You need to be studying. Yeah, more. like your grades aren't. I see. I see. Your grades aren't good enough. You're you, like, even, not that I was failing at that point, but like, you know, you're not straight A's. So why should we let you play basketball? Like, we let we let you do cross country. That didn't. You know, everything for them was like, man, maybe if we let him do cross country, he'll finally become a straight A student. You know, like, uh huh. I'm sure that was always the reasoning for letting me do anything. Like, maybe uh-huh. maybe this will fix the problem. And when it didn't, it was like, no, you can't join basketball. You're crazy about basketball. That's going to take away yeah. too much of your attention. So then they said it's no. Too much of a reward. Yeah. yeah. What? And were you the kind of student that that the teachers also had, like, sort of a sense of, like, now, David, if you would just apply yourself, oh, yeah, always. I can really yeah. see that light in you. It was all, it's yeah. not like and they would you're tell my worth parents the actually. effort of this conversation, yeah. whereas like maybe another kid isn't worth the effort because sure. you're like, oh, they're doing their best. They're a C student. Sure. Student's These teachers would yeah. see something in me and realize I just needed some encouragement. So then they'd try to encourage me in front of my parents. Uh-huh. Great. Thanks uh-huh. a lot, asshole. <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. when I look at it now, it's like <laughs> they were doing the right thing. I'm not mad at them, really. But yeah. like, thanks a lot, Jerk. Like, you really uh-huh. have to do this at the teacher conference like you know david's really bright if he would just uh. apply him i'm like oh not that again okay we're gonna take a break i will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at maximum fun what is up people of the world do you have an argument that you keep having with your friends and you just can't seem to settle it and you're sitting there arguing about whether it's star trek or star wars or you can't decide what is the best nut or can't agree on what is the best cheese stop doing that listen to we got this with mark and hal only on max fun your topics ask and answered objectively definitively for all time so don't worry everybody we, we got, got this. this we got this Did you have, when you were in class, did you feel like drawn to certain stuff that you kind of did feel like applying more or uh, yourself yeah, more like, towards or was it? Sure. Yeah. Every other chapter in the book was always more interesting. Like chapter 12 about, you know, underwater lava was so much more interesting than the shit that we were studying always, you know, and, like, yeah. I was always flipping through different pages and drawing stuff in the margins and you yeah, know, just imagining imagination. Yeah. Yeah. And reading different things. What were you drawing? Were you, was it 
were you heavy oh, into doodles you know, or was yeah, there were you like comic and, bookies yeah yeah nice and snoopy i'll draw snoopy all oh, over the place yeah. and then people you know little, like <laughs> i had a series where i drew all the teachers it's like it was like the carmen san diego days and i drew all this was maybe <sighs> sixth grade or something I yeah drew all the teachers no it's like fourth grade i drew them all and like gave them out to the different students like you've got the different like you got to capture the teacher and drew a badge for everyone yeah. we got in big trouble for that because we eventually oh. we made little <laughs> paper guns but this is way before guns yeah. in schools you know this like oh yeah third graders who were like oh we've got a spy agency and then somebody figured out how to make sure. like a little gun and then we had gun and then it was like oh you're in trouble boys and it was like no we've got a spy agency look and like we we thought it would get us off the hook like no look at the pictures but it was like you know me drawing caricatures of all the teachers and i got uh -huh. in trouble for that part of it but it, was like, but it did prove that it wasn't malicious it was like no this is all a joke like, you had to sacrifice one type of thing for another. You yeah. had to be like, all right, I'm going to be able to prove that this isn't as bad as you think, yeah. but I will also get in trouble with this, my proof. This is not about shooting. This is about a detective agency and the criminals are the teachers. Look at the size of his nose. You can see <laughs> that this is Mr. P. Look at his nose. That's very satisfying. Yeah. Also, yeah, I don't know. I'm going through. I mean, I'm definitely uh, one of those. I don't have kids, but I'm definitely one of those. Um, my, both my parents were public school teachers. And and, uh, and so I have the sort of like, I don't want to say it's a morbid fascination with guns in schools, because at, th at this point, guns are sort of everywhere and like mass shootings are mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like we're just the, and I'm not saying anything new here, but we're we're just a country that is like masterful at being surprised when our kids make tiny paper guns. But like it ain't their fault. Like everything we love cool. Guns in this country. Yeah, we love guns, and and like you know we grow up watching shows where it's, even if you're not using a gun, you still have one. Like you know, even if my dad I don't know, never let so, us have toy guns. Like we, yeah, we weren't allowed neither, to have but, toy guns. He. We have found later in life we found like a gun uh a gun license form in Chicago, like hmm. this old like so we had one. But I I had never seen a gun I had never seen my father touch a gun, talk about a gun. He wouldn't yeah. let us play with guns, like it just wasn't part of my life at all. Yeah, yeah. Except, did you do you mind if I ask, is mm -hmm. you did you lose your dad? Is he around or no, yeah, he's gone. He he passed in about twenty eighteen. Um okay. or it was definitely 2018 yeah 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 so he was you know a big he was always around most of the time yeah he spent a few years in haiti which like immigrants oh, no. do like he my parents sure. are from other countries and yeah haiti and dominican republic but my father there were a few years where him and my mom were i guess you know going through certain things but he and sure. he always just wanted to go back to haiti that was always a stated goal since we were kids like one day i'm gonna go and fix the garage in haiti like his mm. auto, auto garage that he you know he owned property had a business yeah. left all that to come to america and okay so like, yeah so he wasn't particularly young when he left he wasn't like a child he was no no a, he was an adult he was i guess uh 30s like or so when he came here yeah. when he first came no no he spent all that time in haiti he probably came here in like the 70s the, the late 60s and early 70s yeah and he did yeah, he come he, alone or did he come with other family members his mom so my grandmother brought the three youngest they ended up having to flee dominican republic because of the dictatorships and massacres sure. and slaughters of people because they were mixed yeah and they're in dominican yep. republic so they mm. flee and go to haiti 
and my grandmother, who was Dominican, more so than Haitian, decided to come to the U.S. and she took her three youngest. My father, being the second oldest, was like, I guess, teenager or young mm -hmm. man. And his mom and his three younger siblings, you know, take off to America. And he's just like, you know, the rest of the older ones were like, got to make your own way, you know, in the country. Hmm. And then yeah. there's another dictator in Haiti. So he's, <sighs> you know, double dictator duty. My parents had no to deal kidding. with. But he ended, he met my mom in Haiti and okay. ended up, uh, I guess they got married in Haiti. And then he still came back here. My My oldest brother was born there. And my father was here in Chicago, and then my mom came out, and the rest of us were born here. But I spent okay. maybe w one year in Haiti when I was a l like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been there since? I went again when I was a kid, maybe four or yeah. five, five maybe, and yeah. since then. But I remember that. It's a complicated trip. place. It's a very complicated place. Yeah. My older siblings have been more recently, but I haven't been. Yeah. That's such a, yeah, it's such an extraordinary Especially knowing, yeah, that he that he moved twice, like the feeling of did you talk with him about that? Or was that something that he kind of kept closer to the chest? Like it is mm. what it is, like talking about, like, you know, having a home that wasn't the right home and then going someplace else. It was entirely different. And then that not ultimately being where you stay. I mean, it certainly wasn't a taboo subject. Like, you know, I didn't I didn't always take advantage of the times I could have been talking to my dad, you know. Like, None of us do. I right, think most so. of us don't. Um, but he, you know, he spoke about coming to America and, you know, just what it was to be here and how he was Haitian, but we were American. He's there were some there were things that he would tell us that, that like I remember hearing like, you know, I'm Haitian, but you're American. And even when he got a citizenship, and he was like, Well, I'm American, but you know, I am Haitian, but you're an American. Like, if there was a war and all the countries had to fight, you would fight for America. Like, just putting it in our hmm. minds, like. Mm -hmm. you're from here you're different than us and you'd be oh you know one day i just want to go back to haiti i want to fix my garage and things will be better it'll be nice there and they always had faith they always had hope that haiti would turn around and go back to what it used to be but yeah it has not he was there during the earthquake oh he was mm -hmm. and he how uh, that was the stage was that? that was this time of like he was always yeah. there like growing up i don't want to make it seem like he wasn't around he was always there when we were growing up and working oh and, sure put us through school, all that kind of stuff. But then later yeah. in my like high school years or college years yeah. is when things seemed a little different between him and my mom. And he kind of went back to Haiti, but, <laughs> and I know anybody Haitian listening is like, cause he had another family, but no, he honestly didn't. I swear. <laughs> I know it. it's like Haitian. It's very Haitian. Like, no, he's got another family. It's like, no, he <laughs> legit did not have another family. He just went back to Haiti and like was trying to get his garage together. And like, yeah. kind of his other family actually ended up being like kids that we would meet like these kids and like we'd meet them at his funeral there's this woman my age was like falling over bawling and like mm. my mom had to explain like no this little girl considers your father to be like her father like he met her yeah. this is whoever so-and-so's daughter this person passed away or whatever and when your father was in haiti he paid for her school he picked her up from school mm. every day but like this woman i never met and it's like she mm. was crying her eyes out like calling him calling him dad and like my yeah. mother's like no this is like my mom explained it like yeah this little girl looks at him like a father like i'm just like this is crazy like yeah yeah he was out well, there and, yeah. doing things and other i mean like other family joke aside like you know being being of service to someone and being 
loved by some like going there and wanting to, you know, sort of recapture or or, you know, reconnect with that part of his life and that part of his the world that he loved. Um, and then you have people who need you uh, as well and or mm-hmm. that, you know, you develop this closeness with. Then it's hard, too, because it's now you have you do have two sets of people and communities who care about you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he was thinking about you guys all the time. And then, you know, when he wasn't there, he's thinking about them. And um, that's, I think, really understandable. And I think I've had live conversations like that with people who are from other countries who stay close to someone who returning become close again. I just I don't have anything like that. You know, I, I don't have a, an entire other community so far away. I just you know, people talk about having kids and it feeling like a part of your heart is mm-hmm. like outside of your body. And I, I have to imagine that it feels like that a little, you know? I mean, it blows my mind. I can't claim that I f- have this or feel these ways. Like, but my parents certainly like they never, their connection has never gone away. My mom's still, my mom's trying to bring someone in now, like through the Haitian amnesty program or whatever. And it's like, she's trying to have people come live with her now. And it's like, my mom yeah. should be retired. And she, it's just like, yeah, they, they can't get rid of their connection and their love. And, like, I mean, we still have family. Like, I still have aunts who I saw a few months ago at a, at a you know, family event a few months ago. And they still live in Haiti. And, like, mm. there's still people living there. It's not, yeah, you know, it's oh, not a, sure. it's not a, not, it's a real place <laughs> where the yes, news makes yes, it indeed. seem like it's not at times. But, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, you know, we're doing, I mean. The American news does that with everything. We're doing that with San Francisco, and that's only a few hours oh away. I, I was when I was I was in New York, and like some somehow it came up like at a meal, just talking to the server because I am a person who wants to be friends with everyone and talks to everyone, even when they're just trying to do their job. Uh, and somehow they said something about San Francisco, like they had wanted to go to San Francisco, and and they were like, "But it sounds like it's too dangerous right now." Oh. You know, I and I was like, oh no, yes, this is what you're hearing. I hear, I uh-huh. hear that. I hear that all the time. I hear that every day about San Francisco. I work, <laughs> I work somewhere which will not be named, but I work for a yeah. certain company, a news company, a live news show, and yeah. and I listen to them talk about San Francisco. A certain company where there have been massive firings lately. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> no, they will not be named. Will not be named. They will not be named. I, but, I work. Yeah. I. I it's my secret shame, but now I've just said it on the internet, but I'm a camera uh-huh. operator during the live news show. And they are just talking about, like, they, they make San Francisco sound like the fourth fourth level of hell, is it? I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember which one is the lakes burning. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah. they. and last time I went to Portland, San Francisco, and I go there that kind of often thanks to touring and yeah. other stuff, you know, so I love those cities and I go often. And last time I went, I, ha- I was like, oh, yeah. Like, it's not true. Like, it's starting to seep right. in. I'm starting to believe it. They're, yeah. they're good at their message delivery. Uh, yeah. Well, we talked about this a little bit on the cruise, on the Joko cruise, where yeah. just in case I don't say it in the intro, that's where um, Dave and I met. Um, but, yeah, just the idea of sort of like, like, okay, well, now I can honestly say, like, I've been in the belly of the beast or, you know, I, I've no one can accuse me of not seeing the quote unquote other side oh, yeah. of perhaps many sides. But sometimes it feels like there's only two. Um, and but like also you I would love for you not to have to be in that space too much longer because you oh, don't I'd, have to be that exposed. For I'd, that love long. I'd love it. I'd love it. It helps because I I do get a lot of freedom from that and I'm able to go on go around doing music and touring and it's it's freelance so 
that's the upside to it. And two, yeah, I mean, you're really having, you're really having the almost night and day difference, like night being touring and being your, you know, getting to express your authenticity or your yeah. art, artistic authenticity in a different way than is happening at your day job. But it's not like, yeah, you're a barista. Barista? Is there, is, I don't know if that goes flips back and forth. Is everyone yeah. a barista? I, I think they're all um, baristas, but I like baristas. I just realized that. Um, you're a barista. <laughs> I don't know shit about shit. Uh, you know, I mean, that, it's a, yeah, it's that's you. Yours is more of kind of a secret identity superhero type of scenario where the the two are so diametrically opposed that it's not like you're a barista or you're working, <laughs> you know, teaching art at an elementary school. And then you're also doing, you know, your music and your work and all of that and touring. And, you know, you really are like. I take my glasses off and, yeah, and I, I put my superhero I... outfit on and then I go be myself. Ugh. It's like, but the, the hero, he's such a bad hero. Like my power is just like ignoring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at ignoring. I just, I let it go. I bite my tongue. I, the tongue biter. The tongue biter. Yeah. Oh my God, you're mm. the tongue biter. <laughs> that's a, That seems important. That's very key. It's a X-Men type scenario. Oh, God. Uh, That's yeah. the worst Let's, Okay. I can't wait for you to make that um, 3D card for me. Really <laughs> looking forward to that. What were you, were you into superhero stuff when you were a teenager? Like, was that, were you reading comic books and stuff? Um, A, a little bit. I don't want to, like, there was a deluge of comic books around because my brother was a huge fan. So they were all there and he was, yeah. Oh, hey, you should read this one. You should read this one. I only read two of every 10 he recommended like Got so it. which compared to probably other people makes me makes me an expert but like he uh -huh. was he was a real yeah. expert and two I, of 10 if there's a ton that's still like, kind of a lot yeah like he, potentially he but i see you don't want to front and pretend cabinet. like you're an uber nerd yeah well yeah i just don't want to take the credit because then people would be like oh well what yeah. run do you like more and i'm like no no Correct. no i can't I can't do that. Yeah. Like I, no. Good. Good for you for for not uh, overrepresenting that because I definitely when I go to like anime conventions and stuff for stuff I've done, not stuff I watch, and people are like, you can't tell who I'm dressed as, and it you know unless it's one of like the top ten uh, animes or anime, however you want to say it. Um, I won't know, mm -hmm. and then I feel so like I'm crushing someone's soul because yeah. they name something that is so obscure, obscure to me. And possibly even to people who love anime, because there was just a lot of it. Yeah. So I've learned. I learned very quickly. Like, don't even, don't even try. Don't even try to pretend like you are. You know that you're in any way an expert, because you will just disappoint people. So be upfront. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm terrified of being discovered as a fraud. The imposter syndrome is strong. <laughs> so I don't. I don't impost. The tongue biter bites his tongue and yeah. does not say too much about any one thing. Yeah. I, well, Fantastic. unless I know about it, then I'll go on. If I do know, then, then there's no stopping me. But I don't pretend. Yeah. Is there a thing when you were in high school that you could have talked uh, endlessly about? Was it music or were in, you still figuring all that out when you were a teen? Yeah, I was still figuring all that out. In high school, I could have talked about the bulls endlessly Got it. and like the line the starting lineup and why and who's but now my understanding of basketball is so much better i'm not even interested anymore but that's what oh, I, yeah. I was obsessed with the bulls i loved and you that was an era i mean i, I feel like i mean it was the I, championship season it was, the, was yeah i was gonna say like that's an era like i people who didn't even know much about basketball kind of knew some stuff about the bulls yeah and i mean i was in chicago this is 
the years yeah. that we're winning championships. I'm going to games and yeah, you know, I, w- I was I thought I was very connected. I thought I was very close to the situation. Like uh-huh. any moment, I was going to get called <laughs> out to the in. court. Yeah, like <laughs> and, you know, they just might see me playing and ask me to join the team. I'm so close to the stadium. Uh-huh. There were times that that was my thought process. <laughs> I, but um, yeah, like I uh, and I was obsessed with uh. I mean, I really liked music, but not anywhere near where it's gone. Like, I, I liked, yeah. I, I didn't buy stuff until like near the end of high school. I wasn't buying, so I was really just the radio, which, you know, I loved mm-hmm. the TV and I loved the radio. We didn't have cable, so I wasn't doing deep dives. And it was just like, this stuff, what's presented to me, I love it. And uh, yeah. VHSs, I guess my uncle had a good VHS mm-hmm. collection. So I knew some movies. I could talk about movies, but I didn't know I could. I didn't know that till much later i didn't know it was a thing to talk about even yeah so you that's more of a thing where like you you're like accidentally a part of a conversation where you're realizing that someone is kind of wonking out on movies and you're like oh i find myself actually knowing what they're talking about and like having more to say about this than anyone might expect including me and knowing some obscure movies and like being oh yeah you guys ever watch coupe de ville and then they're like what and Uh and it's (laughs) like yeah we used to watch that all the time and like just these weird movies that we used to watch as kids and that i know inside out dirty (laughs) dirty rotten scoundrels and that oh like, yeah! God, a, I watched that movie so many times. You know, there's there's certain people who've never heard of it, and then others who yeah memorize it. And I was on the memorized side, like oh like, totally. It was a McDonald's one too. The we got it from McDonald's. It was like a three dollar VHS when you bought a Big Mac. I swear, it was some such a weird promotion. That's right. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. I, I forget That's what so the real weird. qualification was. Like, it was oh my a meal, God! But it, we got Yours, that movie. I totally from the down. I totally forgot you could get a movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> full VHS. Oh my God, you're blowing my mind right now. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. And one day we Damn. came back from McDonald's with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Like, you know, a bunch of kids. And like, hey, yeah. I got a movie from McDonald's. <laughs> and like, so funny. What, what a wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah. What a wonderful time. I feel like, yeah, there was also like an era where I feel like when like, I don't even know, I guess... You would just get some junk mail from like Publishers Clearinghouse. Like some junk mail that would just be a bunch of like like pictures of CD covers or like mm-hmm. pictures of magazines. And I was never ordering anything. But just as a kid, I would just like go through the whole process of like filling something out knowing that I was never going to mail it really? in and that I wasn't you allowed to out. mail it in. <laughs> but I would be like, okay. And then of course I'm the kind of, I'm the kind of person who must love this. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like there's a sort of trying did on your imagination of something. Go did your imagination submit it and receive the package at any point? Was there That's ever... a really good question. I don't think so. No. I think it was like a living in the in living in the moment, filling it out and then being like, Well, that's done and then throwing it in the garbage. <laughs> I mean, we, I used to go through <laughs> like catalogs. Like, it was my job. We used to go through that yeah. service merchandise catalog. And then my father would get service merchandise points from his job. Like, you know, instead okay. of a raise. <laughs> instead of a raise and shit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> they would get mm-hmm. these, like, service merchandise points. And he would just give them to us and, like, let us go through the catalog. And, like, we'd oh, save them fun. up for a certain amount of time. And, like, have, you know, way more that's, money that's in fun. service merchandise points than I'd ever had in real life. And, like, be able to yeah. go. Yeah. But like I bought a bow and arrow one time. I bought a stereo once. I was gonna I ask. Bought, yeah, that bow that's and arrow. pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. 
Service merch. I mean, yes. I'm sure you're I'm sure it would have been great for your dad to get that raise. Yeah. Not stereo. Like it was like AM FM clock radio. I said stereo. I was Got like, it. Hey, that was an AM FM clock radio. I do remember it was like small. You could hold it up hold it up and like there was like this little window different. you could flip open. And I I loved that thing. I guess that is different. I guess yeah. that is different. What about um what about dating? Were you dating in high school? Was uh, that happening? No, 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 no. Yeah. I it just wasn't it wasn't happening i wasn't uh i was friends with i was friends with a lot of girls and i really liked them (laughs) were you were you like just the sweet like oh i I love him he's like my brother i i guess so i was a nice guy and then i wasn't uh i wasn't really allowed to like go out and hang out and stuff like that and i didn't have a job till senior year and i wasn't allowed to get good haircuts like there were Mm -hmm. a lot of you know, I was just like, uh, I was more focused on basketball. Me and my friends, we all hung out, played basketball. My cousin did some dating. My boy Dave did some dating. Mm-hmm. I'd be friends with all the girls that they were dating and all that friend group. And I'd be like the plug and like, I'd know where, hey, this person's having a party. Hey, we're invited to this person's house. And like, I wasn't a complete nerd. Well, I was a nerd, but yeah. I wasn't like a reject. You weren't I'm, out of the mix. Yeah, you were just, in the mix, but just not in the way that someone else. That's the way I wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Were, did you tell? Do you ever tell any friends that were girls that you oh, were yeah. like crushing on them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you yeah, so you made the play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried. And they were like, oh no. Yeah, no. Yeah. I just like you as a friend type. Oh, all right. Yeah. And then I wouldn't curse them out and shit. Like, oh, okay. Cool. Well, I mean, we yeah. can still hang out. Then we're friends. Then you know. Yeah. Did you feel like, was that hard or did you feel like you were able to kind of go, well, that didn't happen, but I'd rather still be friends with this person than like be mad or would you move on to someone else and then not be kind of, you know, as crushed by it? All of that, I guess. Like, you know, it was just a learning Like, and this is high school. I dated that one girl, but that wasn't really dating. We said we were dating, (laughs) but it was like a few days. And then. There were a few girls I went to like a dance with, and like you know, we set it up, and like, hey, you want to go to the dance? And which, by the way, is the worst possible pressure to put on. Like, maybe this will be a person I date or kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that was not. Let's, let's go to that's the, the dance the, next I week. Rem- yeah, going to a dance with someone. Yeah, I remember being like, if I was there was I was so much more hyper aware of whether or not our hands were touching or whether or not. Like oh. there was a possibility that we would be alone at any point, that there any kissing might happen. I was very that much I aware. I psyched myself right out of that ever happening. I was yeah. I probably I was, had like terrible nervous bo just because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just nervous, I guess, and didn't know. I, I didn't know the cues. Siri, I didn't know what I was doing, and you know, yeah. these girls were also 16, 15, 16, 17. They weren't. Like making power moves on me, I wasn't making uh-huh. moves on them. It's just nervous kids who didn't quite know, yeah. you know, what was happening. I guess that's that's my summary when I look back at it. Back at it, even you know, yeah, I I was right I on the fair. cusp of it. You know, it wasn't until college that it really turned into Absolutely. dating, and it was like, oh, okay, now now I get it. But that's when I was away from home and I was cutting, getting haircuts, and I was my 100%. my parents weren't telling me to change my clothes. Like you know, in high school, I would still like. Get ready, be walking out the house. My parents be like, "Yo, take those pants off. Those pants are too baggy." <laughs> like you know, no, and be home by yeah. ten thirty. And yeah, and here did it, when, and I didn't have oh, uh, but... contacts till the end of senior year. So, oh uh, yeah. Well, did you have braces? 
No, never braces, but big glasses. Uh, braces, yeah. Bad haircuts. I guess I got the braces out of the way in junior high. Junior high. I got the braces. I think you, I got the braces in sixth grade. You said you considered yourself a nerd. Eighth. When when did that, how and when were you like, oh, I'm Oh, uh, I mean, I wasn't, I, I wouldn't say that I was a nerd in the sense that, I mean, I definitely was like a smart kid, but I, I feel like um, I went to magnet schools. I went to schools where, you know, um, at least for the first six years, it was like bilingual and 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 uh, it was majority um, Latino kids and mm-hmm. um, and and then the magnet part of it was like doing different art and music and stuff and there was like after school programs for those of us who had parents who were you know so that we weren't latchkey kids. I felt like I was at I feel looking back now. Especially in the winter when it gets dark early, I feel like I was at school 12 hours a day. Like, I think about how long it took me to get on the bus, mm-hmm. go to, to be, take the bus to one school, transfer at that school to get on my bus that went to my school. School. Then you're at school, 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 school ends, then you're there for two other extended day classes, and then you get on the bus, and then you go to the bus to transfer, and then you go home. I feel like wow. I was out of my house from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's a crazy day. And no sports? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Or no, and no sports. I'm trying to think. I think I played. Whether it was the extracurricular would have been like in like in grade school, the extracurricular would have been doing like a play. Mm -hmm. Um, But the public schools I went to didn't have any money, so it wasn't. You know, we were still doing our plays like in the cafeteria. Mm. Um, But uh, but yeah, I I'm looking back. I'm like, God, that was a those were long ass days. Like, definitely was at school a long time. Um, But yeah, I I cannot I cannot even tell you how common. It's so common now that I talk to people, people that I'm like, oh, my God, you're so talented and you're so attractive and you're so charming and stuff. And like more times than not, when I talk to people about being teenagers, they're like, oh, God, no, not till college. Like did not have any game, like was not doing anything. I'm like, I feel like, again, I'm picking, I guess I'm picking people that appeal to me on some level, um, whatever their walk of life is. So it's maybe it's a self-selecting group, but I just, there is just like such a huge amount of people who are like, oh, no, no, no. Like I did not even A, think about it, or I thought about it all the time, but I didn't, I didn't get there, you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, it's like very, it's just so common among, especially for, in my experience now, like just very creative people. It's really yeah. interesting. I mean, I was also young too. I graduated at 17 where most of the other people were 18 me too so like i was just did you start young or did you skip a grade like what okay yeah i skipped kindergarten i did preschool oh my god you're the only person i know i did too yeah yeah you're the only person i think i can think of that skipped kindergarten because people make fun of me they're like oh were you too smart for (laughs) kindergarten did you already know how to tie your shoes and i'm and you know what i've gotten that same joke and i'm like yes and i knew my colors (laughs) that is that is why yeah like yeah. You were in preschool. Like, yeah, by the end of preschool, I knew my letters. I was yes. watching. I was addicted yes. to Sesame Street and Mr. 100%. Rogers. 100%. Like, 100%. You think I didn't pick up these letters, numbers, and colors? And I can talk? Like, yeah. what do I need? <laughs> What's next? And the first grade teacher I'm didn't excited. Want me. I'm excited. I'm excited that you, your first grade teacher didn't want you? She didn't want me. She said I was too young. Well, that's what that's what happened to me. My parents really had like the talking too, where they were like, "Listen, we're really in a pickle here, really in a pickle." She already knows all this stuff, but if we move her up a grade, she's gonna be so young. It's probably a bad idea, right? And my parents were like, "No, I think do it." Well, my mom was this immigrant lady who was like trying to put her kids in too young, and it's, and I wasn't the first. Like, she put in oh, my okay. brother younger. She got put it. In got my it. Sister young, so like. 
this nun yeah. this nun was like no i already dealt with the others and this again you know i don't want this and he's not smart enough and blah blah, blah. and i had to i don't remember this but my mom tell always told the story that i had to interview with the principal in like oh, as man. a first grader where you know That's not so funny. in first grade and i had to have an interview yeah. with the principal and the principal was like yeah he's in like he's smart yeah enough. buddy but then that teacher wow okay like she didn't treat me great you know like had me in the slow reading group and in the back Rude. like you know they sat you by order of who was the smartest so like I ew was, what yeah the smartest kid was the first seat no! all the way in the front left yeah and it was gotta be kidding me and we knew this. i've never heard of that what a bunch of bullshit we knew this as children that doesn't make that, like, sense the ranking like you get the smarter Nothing you are the closer that makes sense. Right. the smarter you are the, the less help you need the closer <laughs> right? you are to the fucking teacher that's the worst plan i've ever heard yeah so i gotta call someone yes guess, guess who was in the, <laughs> in the past back, back corner i cannot believe that yeah. were you tall i was tall no. so i think that i honestly think that shouldn't have mattered but i think it got me it it edged me up because they were like well she is like taller than all the other first graders so no, no i was a regular size i wasn't big or small mm -hmm. just kid sized and so i got so excited because i was like i just met my my kindergarten skipper soulmate but really it was just your whole family well, yeah, the three of us. Yeah. As <laughs> my it. mom, my mom. Felt... It means less to you. I get it. I'm fine with well, that. Well, no, it, it actually does because, like, I <laughs> I taught myself how to ride a bike too. My mom has good stories that, she, like, and I know this. So, like, I I taught myself that shit. I knew how to. I didn't teach myself to read, but I I had a head start. I was picking up on that, and um, yeah. I was perceptive as a kid. Like, I had two older siblings. Yeah. They were doing homework. Yeah. I'm watching again, like I'm saying, Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers. That's it. Hell yeah. You pick up on things. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. They can be anywhere, at your office, in your car, and they are wrong. My mom says that the gray house didn't exist, but she's wrong. He just does it wrong. Someone in your life is wrong about something. Something small. Something weird, something vitally important. Only one person has the courage to tell them just how wrong they are. You know what you did was wrong, but your daughter is a liar who eats garbage. <laughs> they call me Judge John Hodgman. Listen to me on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. If someone in your life is doing you wrong, don't just take it. Take it to court. Submit your case at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. All right, I got to get into this MASH game with you. Uh, did you know this was coming? Did we? Uh, no. Do you know what MASH is? Have you ever played MASH? It's mansion, apartment, shack, house. Um, yeah. It's a sort of wish fulfillment game that I used to play a lot as a kid. Um, turns out it's still running rampant uh, with young people everywhere, so some things never change. Okay. Basically, the only thing I'll need of you is I'm going to give you some categories, and, um, and you're just going to have to give me off the cuff, knowing that... Um, on a different day, your answer might be different, and that's just the nature of the game. Um, you are making some huge life decisions for this alternate universe we're building okay. for you, but no pressure. Okay. Uh, so the for, for example, so the first um, the first category I'm going to do is three artists that you, living or dead, um, real or imaginary, that you will get. We will in this alternate universe, you're going to get the opportunity to potentially collaborate with on something. So it could be. Whatever that collaboration looks like to you, it could be that you're writing a movie with someone. It could be that you are, you know, mm -hmm. doing like visual art for someone who's doing 
spoken word, whatever. Like, just it's totally up to you, whatever you want that collaboration to be. But three um, people you would like to collaborate with. Okay. I think I would, I would like to work with Jim Henson. It's been on Great. my mind lately. So I Hell would, yeah. I would want to work with him. It's like, do I pick a different musician? Oh, it would so easily be Michael Jackson, but it would actually be Prince. I, Great. Great. That's, that's a tough decision. Um, and who I else? put I put down print so fast, yeah. yeah. Okay. And who else would I would I collaborate? See, I'm I don't I don't know uh, my fashion at all. But at this point, yeah, I definitely would want to work with somebody. I want to make, a, a, you know. Oh a, yeah. Uh, who do we? Who could we pair with you? Um, I mean, like a, maybe like an Alexander McQueen or like a Jean Paul like, Gaultier, someone who's into like, that, like w- w- yeah. The. A good friend of mine was that's always obsessed with uh, Alexander Leon. I don't know. I don't know if that would be the right person. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know my fashion at Look all. Look at that beautiful felt scarf. I love that. This, that's also kind of like Isimiyaki, um a little bit too. Somebody to help me turn Just this into gowns and. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well. Okay. I, I mean, listen, I'm not going to, I don't want to assign you one, but I do feel like everything Jean-Paul Gaultier, um, uh, who else? Um, there's some yeah there's definitely you know, some whoever I mean, made kuji sweaters who I, I don't know if they i don't okay. know if it was kuji if they just named after the person but let's say that i can't remember either okay i'm putting kuji sweater designer yeah okay and then all right great um all right uh next category let's do three movies that you can jump into whenever you want you're not reliving the plot you're just sort of in that world that that movie okay. creates and the feeling that that gives you and you're safe nothing bad's gonna happen okay. to you so if you want to jump into a horror movie you're welcome no 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 uh crooklyn great the princess bride great and alice in wonderland the the disney version the bland old disney cartoon great. version just go live in is there. it bland no, well compared, i haven't seen it in a minute but i, I remember it. i love yeah it. I, don't want I love it to too that i'm talking about the the weird old johnny depp yeah no i'm talking about the, business the yeah cartoon yeah morning morning glory flowers singing about the morning glory and yeah. in the golden afternoon yeah yeah, yeah. In the golden afternoon. exactly um yeah i'm right there with you okay Okay, great. Uh, third one, three foods that in this reality, maybe you, you know, they're hard to get because you had them a far away place once and you and you can't get it at the snap of your fingers in this context. Um, we're making that possible uh, uh, or just something that's like bad for you or something that's bad for the environment. In this alternate universe, um, none of that exists. Everything's delicious and safe and mm-hmm. you can have it at the snap of your fingers. It's not the only thing you're eating. Mm-hmm. Three foods you'd love to have unlimited quantities of with zero ramifications. I mean, yeah, especially because we're living in a dream world. Like, I stopped eating meat a while ago, but give me some carne asada burritos. Great. Um, some mac and cheese, some baked mac and cheese, like my mom and my sisters yeah. make for uh, Thanksgiving and stuff. And yep. prob- probably, probably the rice, the the Haitian rice that my mom makes, like for holidays, like this black rice with these black mushrooms. Oh, that sounds so good. It's, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Great. You mastered that uh, category just gorgeously. Um, all right. Next one. Let's do. Let's do three. Well, let's do three alternate kind of careers. And like you're getting the highlights. You're not getting out of the dregs. So three alternate career uh, universe careers that you get to play with. I mean, 
the problem is I do everything now. <laughs> um, I know. So let's say something that's like make it, that like is getting you like full on world acclaim and like money that right. you, you can turn a hobby of yours now or something that you would love to be able to have more time to do and get paid to do into like a, more of a full fledged thing. Cause I'm the same way. Um, you know, instead of taking all the stuff, cause like there's music and there's, Oh, I'd be a direct, I'd be the greatest director. I'd have the number one album instead of all that. Like all the stuff I already do now, I think maybe not a doctor. It's so serious. It's so like to be the to really be the best doctor, you really have to be helping. You know, <laughs> you know, you don't get to be the greatest world renowned doctor from doing nose jobs. Like, <laughs> like you have to go and help people like in terrible situations, and it's like it's yeah, really becomes hard. So, uh -huh. not, not the greatest doctor. Uh, maybe, I mean, yeah, like some the ace pilot, like. Yeah. Oh, the, sure. This this life of being like an ace. I don't know when it was that like pilots were like they had big scarves and people would run mm -hmm. women would run up to them and give them a kiss on the cheek when they got out of the plane. Yeah. Whenever that used yeah. to be the thing. Great ace pilot. <laughs> I absolutely know exactly what you mean, and I love um, it. Yes. Maybe a painter, like huge, beautiful paintings, and great. How artistic is this guy? Like, look at what he can do. And oh, yeah, can like something to do with the writing, writing. Or like compositions, huge. Yeah, like, like full on like orchestral composer. Yeah, kind yeah, of. yeah. Because that's okay, that's not anything near the same as this rapping or making beats. Like I'm talking about scoring Danny Elfman. Great. Type, yes. I'm, yes. Who's gonna score the greatest movie of all the time? Obviously, 100%. David Maxime. Great. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. And my next category is three. Let's do three. Oh, well, I got to do it. I might as well do it now. Let's do three uh, romantic partners. I'm not committing you to this person for life. They could be real, imaginary, cartoons, uh, characters in books, whatever you want, any era, any age, uh, three people that you're going to have some romance or sexy times with. Janet Jackson. Great. I used to be in love with Paula Abdul, but now I'm not anymore. But Understood. In, in grade school, it was Janet Jackson and Paula. I still love Sure. Janet. When I think about like the first, my first loves through the TV, of course, my first loves were Rudy and Sam, like who's the boss and Rudy Huxwell and you, you picked, you picked Rudy. I, I love it. Um, you didn't go Lisa Bonet. You no, went no, no. Rudy. I loved Rudy. I, that when I was a kid, I you know, that's I had a crush yeah. on Rudy. Like yeah, Lisa was the older sister. Like I didn't, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, I'm so excited to put down Rudy, age appropriate Rudy Huxtable. Yeah. Um, um and then who else did you say? Le oh, uh, Alyssa Milano, and who's yeah, the boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, Alyssa Great. Milano, and throughout all her. Yeah, she's a doll. <laughs> Every time she acted, I loved her. She is. An absolute doll. Great. All through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, great. Uh, next category. Let's do three. I want to hear your superhero skills. We already know that you are the tongue biter in real life. <laughs> uh, what superhero skills do you want? Give me three. Um, you know, I, I had to think about this one because, I well, who doesn't want to fly? Everybody wants yeah. to fly. Um, yeah. But then wrong with that. Uh, the whole and again, like I want to qualify it because I never actually read the book. I've watched movies. I watched the series. But the whole uh, Dr. Manhattan, the Watchmen. Oh, yeah. Like just yeah. This yes. being able to be in any parts of time and 
It's like it's not even it's not even traditional it's a time travel. It is a burden. It's a burden, but though. But that's where yeah. I, I already am. That's yeah. I feel like I'm already there. Like I don't yeah. forget things, and I know what's going to happen, and I get the anxiety because I already see what's Ugh. coming, and I get the okay. depression thinking about the pet. Like I'm stuck yep. in all of them. So if I yes. can really control yes. it the way he does, yes, oh, I love it. I'm already there. Okay, I'm this just, is great. I'm working on my powers. That's um, great. Okay, so great. Flying, good old Superman type flying. Yep. Dr. Manhattan time manipulation and uh, like the healing factor, the immortality healing factor type thing. Yeah. Yes. Like nothing hurts me and, you know, I can't get hurt. I can. I guess Great. it has to be the head cut off or you live to be 5,000. I don't know. One of those. Great. Yep. Has to be the head gets cut off. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay. The next one is um, three things that you are you love in this world and it could be like literally just uh, like the invention of a hamburger or it could be you know purple rain i know i know it is weird to like me tell you that you're stealing something from someone else that they created but i always like to hear what someone's answer will be um so like three things that you love that it, it we've sort of manipulated the world now to where you actually created them oh, you're I responsible could. for them three things you'd love to have created or been responsible for <laughs> oh that's nice well in this in this world there are no right brothers that was me great 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 um there's no dj cool herc inventing hip-hop in the bronx that was me <laughs> great 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 love um, it um uh the guy who invented uh motion picture like who learned how to make yeah. a camera like yeah great who did that that was maxime Hell yeah! That's a Maxime. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just pulling out my Maxime to go. Is that a, yeah? Is that a is that a vintage Maxime? Holy yeah. shit! Where did you even get that? That's yeah. that's got to be priceless. Amazing. I'm gonna go max, fantastic Max the Max. <laughs> it turns into a smurfer. <laughs> Everything related to shooting is called Maxing. Oh, I've got a Max to go Max and Max in the morning. Oh, Max. <laughs> Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Uh, okay. Uh, and then final category, let us do three three musicians that, uh, living or dead, still together as a band or just singer-songwriter, whatever you want, that are going to compose uh, an original soundtrack that, like, matches perfectly with your life. So whenever you feel like it, whether you're, you know, walking down the street or falling asleep or whatever, um, there's this kind of it's totally never before heard music but by somebody that you would really like to kind of interpret your moods and feelings and experiences three i mean i i guess it's going to be again prince is going to work on great yeah the, he's going to work on the music we'll let jay-z write it great who's he going to hand this off to to deliver this to perform it Good Lord. Black Thought. He's giving it. Black Thought is going to. But no, Black Thought would have to write it. You can't have. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're not getting. This is three. Okay. But okay. It, the way MASH works is you get one of each of these. Okay. So Black I'm putting Black Thought in because it will be Black Thought uh, through and through. Um, although I like that you're thinking of this sort of process by which different people get to kind of be a part of it. So now we're going to have to change the whole way MASH works, but not today. All right. Uh, <laughs> give me a, a number between one and eight. One and eight. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go with good old number seven okay great all right i'm going to use that number to do some very fancy math and oh. figure out by process of elimination 
and fancy math, which of each of these things you're getting, including whether you would get a mansion, apartment, shack, or house. That is why it's called MASH. Okay. And uh, I would like for you to tell people about all things uh, Video Dave, Dave, Maxime, you name it. People, I know that there's some things that you need to tell the people about that are exciting and new. Oh, this is like self-promotion. This is like all, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've been working (laughs) on my album and that's what I'm most excited about. It's called Articulated Textiles. Um, And I've been working on that with this guy, Controller 7. He made all the music. I wrote all the beats. I got a bunch of guests on it. I made myself a art exhibition catalog because I couldn't <sighs> get an art show. So I decided to make an, make a catalog as if I did have the art show. And I've got like all the pieces that I've made. And I've got all the songs for the album in the back. So I kind of want to publish this. Um, I'm working on music videos. I got a few videos out right now. You can check them out. One for a song called Long Term Plans. That this literally emmy award-winning animating animator did my video because she wanted to like nice like she was halfway through the video and one day i'm looking at her instagram and i'm like wait is that you holding an emmy and she's like yeah Uh, you just (laughs) win that for animation nice yeah like and she just wanted to do a video for me so i've got this beautiful video done by uh this person named norma goes by crank bunny i've never even met her she's amazing oh wow um I've got another video that I just made and just put out yesterday. I've got some more videos I'm shooting this weekend. I got a lot going on, but Articulated Uh, Texas, July 7th. That's fantastic. Everybody, come on, pay attention to that. And by the time this airs, it will be out. So please, please support this. Support this brilliant man, Articulated Textiles. See those videos. Check it out. Support. Um, Very excited. I'm also very excited about the outcome of your mash. Um, Excited to share it with you. (laughs) Let's see. Where do we want to start? First of all, um, I want to congratulate you on inventing flight. Oh, (laughs) pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Now, you did not actually get the power to fly by yourself. So it's a a good use of MASH in that you still have invented just the fact that human beings can fly at all. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's going to figure out that jetpack lickety split. I think we all know it's going to be you. Okay. So invented flight. Sorry, right, right, brothers. Um, invented flight, but also um, can 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 be healed. I mean, I guess unless someone cuts your head off, but even that's not totally clear yet. So, so I'm not gonna you die. are you you may not be harmed. You sir may not be harmed. No. Um, like whether it. you are hanging out, yeah, whether you're hanging out in your apartment inside of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> okay, I've got an apartment um, there. Very excited about that. I want you to be able to like be out in because there are a lot of different elements of that world. So yes. I like that you can also nest up and just like chill out. Yeah, I can do. Like I can it. do whatever I want to do there, and that's a very comfortable. Yeah. The the homes that Absolutely. we saw were very comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You are also a brilliant painter. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, beautiful canvases, murals, you name it. Um, something in all of this is going to come in handy in your collaboration with Jim Henson. I know oh, that for sure. This is a wonderful so, life. Very, very well done. Uh, I look forward to hearing Jay-Z's interpretation of oh. your life up to and including you working with Jim Henson. I think there's some fun opportunities there. Uh, we're going to see some great results. And um, that just leaves us with the fact that, you know, you're going to be very busy. We've established this. You're yeah. going to be hungry. Uh, you're going to have access to, with zero ramifications, all the baked mac and cheese that you could possibly ever want. Wonderful. And I cannot think of anyone better to share all of this with than the living embodiment of a 
person, a, a, a beautiful woman, uh, but who still has connected to the child within her, Rudy Huxtable. Oh, my God. Keisha Knight Pullum. <laughs> Adorable. Jeez. Come on, Keisha Knight Pullum. I wrote a song uh, about her. I wrote a song. I, I love a, a her. A dedication song to Rudy. It was the first song like, when I ever wrote my own songs. I love it. My first song was this dedication to Rudy Huxtable. I love it. One day she has to hear that song and we'll make it happen. Leave her family that she seems very happy with on That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's an alternate universe. There's a lot that could be shifted. If we're looking at this like totally different verse, we don't know. She's probably like single and ready to mingle in this oh, universe and okay, she's all yours. But I'm with so. it. I'm with it. Oh, it's what good. A, it's what good. A universe. I get, I, oh, Keisha. oh man. Ugh. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. I guess I have to jump right off into this dumb call because I um, spent so much time with you. But uh, I, I want to thank you so much for doing it. Um, I'm such a fan. And I, I say that as a person who is very ashamed of people in L.A. who say they're fans of things because it sounds super cheesy, but is very true in my case. And um, and uh, I guess everybody else I'll talk to you next time on the podcast, except... And I, it is worth me being late for this call if you want to do this. I do, as a longtime tradition that doesn't really need to be a tradition anymore, but I like to offer my guests the opportunity to sing any part of or speak any part of that song, Boys of Summer, because this is my Boys of Summer series where I interview dudes. So do you know that uh, I could see you, your brown hair shining in the sun, like that whole Don Henley song? I don't know the song. Good for you. Is there any summer song that you think of, like around summer, that's meaningful to you? Um, yeah, I guess so. That's that <laughs> the hot time, summer in the city, the back of my neck getting dirty and gritty. That's all. That's the only part yep, I really know. That's it. That's all I need. That's all I need for <laughs> celebrating summer. Celebrating summer. Uh, thank you so much, Dave. And everybody, I'll talk to you next time on the thank podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees or lunch on skyscrapers, bring the villains to their knees. Maybe we should. Someplace new and build time machines to go and get us back. Maximumfun.org Comedy and Culture Artist Owned. Audience supported.